It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. <clears throat> it starts with some beer, so you shouldn't have fear. Two garbage guys with facts, but they both still have tact. It's that time at last for the best damn podcast. It's Can Crusher Day. Welcome to a special edition of Can Crushers, the year in review. I'm your host, Mark Martinez. Alongside me in studio is Gary Gnu, Chad Piranha. On the interwebs, we have IRS. How's it going? And the English professor. Hey, hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, uh, very quickly, um, IRS, uh, I don't Yo. know if you've noticed, but uh, this winter in New York City has been very Cold. Yes, it has been, and uh, I'm liking it, I must say. Yeah, I'm okay with the cold weather in New York this time of year. Yeah, well, C.J. Crone just went to the Tigers, and so did Jonathan Scope. So, it's a wrestling podcast. Uh, sorry, okay. Alright, I just wanted to get that out of the way. You, uh, I, I've had that at the tip of my tongue all week, thinking I was going to sound smart. It was, and I think you sounded smart, so thank you. good I on you. It. It was, it was great. great. I'll, I'll just say you were both thinking. Is that, that'll work. Nice. All right. All right. As you were. All right. So we, the four of us came together and thought, hey, you know, you see wrestling awards across, and we're not going to focus just on WWE. We're not going to focus on just – I have a conglomerate of everybody in my list. So it's not like the Meltzer Awards. It's going to be – it's what we think – is going to win. You know, it, it could be for any reason. Chad's got a effing autobiography right in front of me that is like war and peace, so he's going to have long explanations. I have no idea what John and Soup have, um, and I'm probably just going to steal a lot of you guys's. So, are we good? I think so. I'm good. We're good. All right, so let's start this off. Do you guys want to say anything else random? Nope. I don't. Let's let's get let's go the you know award show. Let's move it. Oh wow wow kicking it up. All right, so let's start with the return of the year. We're doing these backwards just because I like to. Um, return of the year. Let's start with Chad. Who's your top three? See, I kind of went a little bit of a different direction for my winner. I went with the Rock and Roll Express. Return to national prominence. You know, nine-time NWA champions. Uh, you know, teaching the guys running, helping run NWA um, is my winner. It was honestly really hard for me uh, between the top three, but uh, the first runner-up, uh, Tomasa Ciampa in War Games, his input in War Games, I mean, it was like he was never gone. Wow. Um, he just picked it up that much. Uh, runner-up number two, local. Got to go with Jack Pollock uh, returning to IWC and winning the IWC title after he was supposed to have been out a year 
with his knee injury. Three great ones. Three great ones. I like those. Uh, I like the Pollock one for sure. Ciampa, you knew he was going to come back, and I like the spin that you did with the Rock and Roll Express. So uh, I think we'll see them again here in the near future. Soup, what do you got? My list, <clears throat> my my second runner-up, I'm going to give it to Batista. Uh, the match that he had with Triple H at WrestleMania wasn't good, in my opinion, but the way he came back stuck out to me. Him dragging Ric Flair out in the locker room getting in the camera's face. That stuck out to me. Granted, yeah, the match wasn't that great. That's why I got him as the second runner-up. First runner-up, I'm going to say Bray Wyatt, bringing the Fiend character. You know, he was off TV for a while, and he brought that Fiend character out, and he's been one of the hottest things in wrestling this year with that character. But number one, I got to give it to my boy. Granted, he hasn't wrestled, but he's back in the wrestling business. CM Punk coming on FS1 on the backstage show. That's my favorite return, I must say. I like that, and again, I think you're going to see CM Punk bounce around uh, actually in the ring real soon, and I like your list. John, what do you got? All right, mine is somewhat similar to Chad's. Uh, second runner-up, I have Jimmy Nuts. He was gone for a few years, uh, and he came back. Um so I have him as the second runner-up. That was a pretty inspirational story. Congratulations to him for coming back to IWC. Uh, first runner-up, I agree with Chad. I have Tommaso Ciampa um, coming back from a pretty serious neck injury. That was a scary moment. And number one, you guys are just drinking the haterade. Come on, guys. Roman Reigns came back from leukemia. That is a great story. That is a great story. Everybody has one of mine on the list, but you don't have, you guys don't have my number one. I had number three as CM Punk. My number two is Roman Reigns coming back from cancer, but I'm actually disappointed in all of you because there's somebody from IWC that came back after, I mean, all these are life-threatening, but Sean Phoenix's return after a broken skull and leaking fluid and not being able to hear, not being able to walk, not, you know, the, the list of things, you go back and listen to his podcast that we talked to him with, but to be able to come back and wrestle, walk, do anything, uh, Sean Phoenix is hands down winner. You guys all got that wrong. See, I would, I would think that would be more, and this is just something looking back on our awards, that could be the Roman Reigns, Sean Phoenix, inspirational wrestler of the year. Next year, we'll inspiration would, award. I think would be a good, a good one for them. Yeah, those are good picks. Those are good picks that I miss. Yeah. All right. So that's the return of the year. So let's go to one. You know, we're we're garbage men. So the trashiest moments of the year, and this could go on and on and on. So let's start with the English professor on this one. All right, second runner-up of the trashiest moment of the year, Brock Lesnar defeats Kofi Kingston for the WWE title faster than King Kong Bundy beat Ashley Jones. Uh, and hasn't been on TV since. So to hell with Brock Lesnar. Uh, first runner-up in the trashiest moment of the year, Ms. Maurice and Baby. Stupid angle. You know, just call the freaking cops. Uh, you're going to let the guy <laughs> sneak into your house and, and, and mess with your two-year-old baby. It's just ridiculous. 
And the fact that they put the baby through this nonsense just wasn't necessary. Uh, number one, uh, trashiest moment of the year, Lana Rusev and Bobby Lashley. Chad throws his hands up in disappointment because I think that was his. No, uh, total agreement. Yeah. Total agreement by far. Soup, what do you got? Let's see, my second runner-up for this, um, I'm going to give it to the referee stoppage at Hell in a Cell. How does a Hell in a Cell match end in a referee stoppage? That's my question. You know, it's called Hell in a Cell because anything goes. So that was a little trashy to me. My first runner-up, very disappointed at this, Undertaker versus Goldberg at one of the Saudi shows. You know, granted, yeah, they're both old, but, you know, to live up to that hype that they build up for that, horrible match in my opinion. And then number one, I also have Rusev and Lana and Lashley. That first night when that storyline kept coming out, I was intrigued. But since, I, it's just been a shit show. It's been trash, to put it easy. I'll, ju- I'll jump in and run through those. Undertaker Goldberg was my second. The I had soups. I legit had soups, just in different order. The Bray Wyatt stoppage at Hell in a Cell pisses me off to this day. You'll see that I don't have any pay-per-views on uh, pay-per-view of the year from WWE. And it, if it's not a landslide with this divorce bullshit, uh, I don't know what Chad's thinking. He's already thrown his hands up in the air, but this is pure hot mess. Yeah, I'll just I'll just throw out the the number one winner, the Lana Rusev thing. It's trash. This is a way for Vince to get his rocks off, and it's it, we're not Jerry Springer. We're wrestling fans. Get away from this shit. Um, runner up number two. Uh, I'm going with the whole WWE TLC pay per view. It sucked from beginning to end. You watched it. And I watched it just because I was like, there has to be something happen with this train wreck. No. The best thing about that pay-per-view was it ending. Um, nice. Uh, I, I give it Buddy Murphy and Black was a decent match. Buddy Murphy and Black was a great match. Turned I'm it off because, yeah, I agree. That was a bad pay-per-view, I, though. I would say that I agree. I just I wish they would have had more time. And maybe I maybe it might have been enough to sway my view on the pay per view, but I think the overall pay per view trash, trash, trash. Um, the number and this the Lana Rusev one for me was real close with my number one runner up, and that's the incident from Ring of Honor with Bully Ray, the fan, uh, the fan column. The females, whatever, Bully Ray taking them in the back and scaring the shit out of them. Yeah, that's trashy on Bully Ray. Everything. I think that's trashy on him, on Bully Ray. But I also got to put some of the blame with ROH because, to me, if he did something like that and he's an employee of mine, he's out of there. You're you're threatening the people that pay your your paychecks. Yeah. It's a good I thing. thought that was a horrible one. That's a good one. Other ones that uh, I was thinking about when Enzo and Cash showed up at one of the pay per views and did their shtick, but they weren't really involved. They're just Enzo and Cash in general's trash. So yeah, they, they just wanted to bring their name up because they haven't been brought up on the show for a while, more or less. Yeah. Um, oh, he's got his freaking certified G shirt on too. What a douchebag! Nice. <laughs> I almost wore I almost wore my cup of hay this shirt. That would have been more fitting. 
It would be. It would be. All right. I miss those guys. I miss those guys. Anyway, that's just me. I, why? They're they're trash. Yeah. The best uh, part uh, about them was Carmella. Well, yeah. So she's, she's yeah, still going. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the holy crap moment of the year, or whatever the holy hell moment. I don't know what I called it. I'm not looking at my phone right now. Let's start with the English professor this time. Yeah. Okay. By the way, as we go on, you're going to see, uh, listeners, what kind of a mark I really am and how Chad and I really um, are at opposite ends of the spectrum here in a lot of ways. That's okay. That's what makes this show great. You get it all from us. Anyway, holy hell, moment of the year, second I have no of- idea what he's talking about. He's going to throw you under the bus, apparently. Oh, oh okay. No, I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing Chad under the bus. We have difference of opinions because I enjoyed the pay per view. You're going to see why later, it, with, with some of my choices. But anyway, on to the holy hell moment of the year. Second runner up, Nick Aldis accidentally clotheslines Camille. Um, they've shown it bunches and bunches of times, and it still shocks me. Uh, first runner up for holy hell moment of the year, Dakota Kai turns on her war games team. Blew my freaking mind. Um, and while we're on the topic of that pay-per-view, number or the holy hell moment of the year, Tommaso Ciampa corkscrewing Adam Cole off the top of the War Games cage through a table. That was petrifying. Lives could have been lost in that move. You just pissed. That blew my mind. You just pissed Chad off again. I, I, I know I would. Again. I would. So I'm going to go right over to him, and Soup can wait. Uh, run, runner up number two, uh, you've seen it on NXT, was when Keith Lee shoulder blocked Adam Cole from the ramp into the fans. If you guys haven't seen that, oh my god, it looked like a Prius bouncing off of a tractor trailer, and Adam Cole sold it, sold it so well. Uh, runner up number one, Bailey winning the money in the bank and cashing it in to beat Charlotte to me was like what? okay they got something in the works because when do you ever see Charlotte minus the whole hey you got the title no I got the title with uh, Sasha losing something like that you'd never see it like that and then I agree with John uh, you know the at the war games Ciampa putting Cole through that 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 move could have ended bad for everybody. Um, and But it just goes to show the professionals that they are. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, great list. Soup, what do you got? My uh, second runner-up is um, Brock Lesnar destroying Rey Mysterio and his son. Um, that night was supposed to lead off to Rey Mysterio facing Rollins for the Universal title. That starts the storyline where we ended up getting a decent Lesnar-Mysterio match for the WWE title. So that uh, that was kind of crazy how he destroyed Dominic, in my opinion. Um, my first runner-up, I got to give it to Keith Lee launching Adam Cole into the fans. That made my jaw drop seeing that, you know. I'm sure all the guys in the crowd were, you know, put there by WWE. But still, the visual of that, like Chad said, it looked like a Prius bouncing off an 18-wheeler. But then my number one holy hell moment, I'm giving this guy a second award of the night, CM Punk. 
I didn't think it would happen this soon, that he'd be back around this around WWE. I might be biased that he's my favorite guy. We share the same birthday, but I'm going to give him a second award tonight. Wow. Wow. What if people are listening during the day? Is it all right that you give him an award during the day and not tonight? <laughs> yeah, you're, I don't even know why I said tonight. It's 2 o'clock. Like, I don't know what's going on. Right? <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. Uh, I'm gonna Board pick... shows are normally at night. I don't know. Yeah, right, you're right. right. They are. Yeah, sorry, I, I won't publish this until late then tomorrow. Um, my my number three was CM Punk returning. Uh, everything I completely agree. You know, it it was jaw dropping. Number two was Johnny Patches Coast to Coast on Cage Fury, which you can see on IWC Network uh, for only nine ninety nine a month. You know, check that out. And on that same network, you can see me pushing women, children, and anybody else over because my holy moment of the year was the return of Jimmy Nuts. I literally pushed people over to be the first one to give him a high five. I'm a child. Yeah, I had a gap in my forehead from bouncing off the barricade that night. But, uh, that yeah, that was a good moment. Jason Sills getting his hip replaced, right? I think so. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a few months. I think he's uh, at home. So, nice. All right, we're rifling through these faster than I thought we were gonna. Uh, how about pay per view of the year? And let's start with you, Soup, since you just talked. All right, my uh, second runner-up. I'm gonna give it to IWC, the Pittsburgh Pro Wrestling Classic Part Two. Um, what a way to end the year! They had a big year for sure for an independent company, and in my opinion, every match on that card had a good storyline going into it, or if it didn't, there was a good storyline coming out of it. So I was very impressed. 2020 is going to look like a big year for IWC. My first runner-up, I'm going to give it to WWE. Uh, I think Survivor Series ended up being a great pay-per-view. You have matches like uh, Roderick Strong, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, the stories between the elimination matches were good. You had three good title matches, Wyatt and Brian, Lesnar and Mysterio, and Cole and Pete Dunne. Um, you know, and then the main event between Becky Bailey and um, Sean and Baszler, I think, was pretty good. And it pump started nxt they're you know they're you saw lately they're doing good in the ratings right around that time so i'm going to give it to that but then my number one is double or nothing for aew um that's right around the time where this all was kicking in all the hype and i think they had a good first show granted currently they're in a little state of um you know boringness to an effect but that first kickoff that pay-per-view Double or Nothing, I think that was a great show and brought a lot of spark back into the wrestling business. Yeah, that I'm shocked that you have Survivor Series on there. You know, it was good. And we are ones that say uh, we're not huge triple threat, you know, type of fans and, and everything because that whole pay-per-view was triple threat. But um, I'm just shocked that you had Survivor Series on there. The other two, without a doubt, I completely agree. Yeah. So, Chad, what do you got? Uh, my number two runner-up, I have uh, the NXT TakeOver, the War Games. Just brutal. Um, it took me back to the actual War Games matches when they first come out. Um, 
they used the rings, they used, you know, the space between the rings, they used the cage. It just took me back. I thought that was a, an excellent uh, pay-per-view. Uh, number one runner-up, uh, kind of partial here, was the uh, Crockett Cup. Um, it brought old school back. And as we see, they're still doing good, but they brought the old school feel back. Um, and that that pay-per-view, I just, I don't know. That just has a big heart. That reminds me of when I was a kid. Yeah, us being down there, being actually at the pay-per-view was pretty important itself. That was pretty cool, just actually experience the old school. Uh, looking forward to going down again this year. It's just... It's an event. It really is in the uh, NWA doing it right. Sorry, go ahead. And the number one, I'll wait till Mark's done drinking here so he doesn't spit it out. Um, I got a, my favorite was the Survivor Series. Uh, what? I think they, they, and look, okay, granted, we, like you said, you know, the triple threats, we, you know, it's overdone and everything, but they did this right they did every match right the people who should have won and were featured the nxt were won and featured the matches were all good i, I agree, still but I, just, I don't think it's a new year I, I still like the women's match was my favorite match off of that pay-per-view all right all right all right well john what do you have get me on this if you say right. survivor series i'm gonna be pissed all right so Pay-per-view of the year, second runner-up. I really, really enjoyed the latest uh, uh, AEW pay-per-view full gear. I thought uh, Omega versus Moxley was just sickeningly brutal. Um, seeing Dustin take the, I'm sorry, Cody take the header, uh, you know, flying over the top rope and just smacking his face. It's like when you're a kid and you fall off your bike. That was brutal. The whole thing start to finish. Uh thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it first runner up uh here's the hat trick for you mark the survivors you, you gotta be freaking kidding me <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> all the reasons the guy said the only reason it wasn't number one for me was because the drama was gone by the time the last match rolled around i recently watched uh what was it the pay-per-view from december 88 uh, with the round robin tournament sting flair luger and muda they had a way that everybody beat somebody somehow for the most part, but it's still, you know, it, it, you didn't know who was going to win until the night was over when they tallied the points. I think WWE should have done something like that with Survivor Series because by the time the last match rolled around, you knew Raw couldn't win. I think maybe SmackDown's chances were slim. NXT just kicked ass. So the drama was kind of gone by the time the last couple of matches rolled around. With that being said, it's still my first run-up because I thought all the matches were quality. Um, and then pay-per-view of the year, I referenced it earlier due to the holy hell moment of the year, NXT War Games. I mean, the surprises, Kevin Owens, Dakota Kai, Tommaso Ciampa, jeez, um, uh, Britsburg, Britt Baker, seeing her in the crowd. Yeah, um, controversy. What an awesome show. What an awesome event. That, to me, was the best pay-per-view of the year. Alright, uh, again, I have nothing, I will continue to say this, I have nothing from WWE on pay-per-view of the year. And number three, my second runner-up, is about nostalgia. Uh, having their official first pay-per-view um, 
we rated it last week at like a four and a half stars. So it's it's just bringing back everything in the NWA, putting NWA into the fire on there already. It just to bring NWA back, it means a lot to me. You know, that's actually where I'm just stuck on old school wrestling. So that's my number three. Number two, um, because of Cody and Dustin, uh, Double or Nothing was unbelievable. You know, and it's, again, it, that storyline that they had of fighting needing to be brothers, the whole thing, uh, you're going to see that match roll around here again real soon. Um, but that's why Double or Nothing is there. And like Chad, um, my number one, once they said the Crockett Cup was coming back, we marked out, we just, the Crockett Cup is, it's like, you know, the Royal Rumble is my favorite stipulation match. Well, the Crockett Cup is my favorite tournament. Uh, even over May Young or anything else, the two-day Crockett Cup is just unbelievable. It lasted two years when we were kids, and three years when we were kids, and hopefully it lasts much longer now with uh, Billy Corrigan and those guys. So my pay-per-view of the year is the Crockett Cup. I think this year it's going to pull in more tag millions teams. and millions. Um, I think it's going to grow larger <laughs> if it's if it's less than twenty four teams this year. I'd be surprised, and yeah. I think they're going to do it at a two day event. That's I just have the feeling it's going to be a two day event. That's great. I love Concord, North Carolina. Beautiful. I, I area. love the food down there. It was unbelievable. If you two jackasses want to ride along in the juke, you're more than welcome. Um, it it's great. The food. Need a bigger car. Well, maybe I'll shuttle a bus. <laughs> I just, Mark, uh, I listened to to Bully Ray's show, and one of the guys on the show, I, I don't know his name, but he gave huge props to the NWA pay per view, and, and it was his favorite of the year. So, good job uh, pulling that one out of your head. Yeah, and hard times is coming up in uh, January. It's a Friday night. It's a Friday night pay-per-view for NWA, and if you buy it now, it's $14.99. Get on Fight TV and buy it. I I drank more, I pissed more away last night than that pay-per-view is. It's unbelievable how effed up I got last night again. Christmas party. All right, uh, <clears throat> let's go to match of the year. And I don't know, does anybody want to go first? You go first. I, I don't, I'm the host. Go first. No, go ahead, Sue. <laughs> All right, my uh, second runner-up for match of the year, I'm going to give it to Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, the build of Kofi Mania, uh, Bryan's a good heel, and for it all to cap off with Kofi getting that win on the biggest stage, I thought that was a great story and ended with a great match. My first runner-up, I'm going to give it to the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. The latter match all out. Listen to me here. Um, normally, yeah, those tag matches are real spotty. This one was really spotty, but it made sense because, it, you know, being a ladder match, it was a tornado tag. I don't like the normal tag team matches being crazy like that. But some of those spots, the Canadian destroyer off the ladder into the table is going to live on forever. But I thought that was a great match. And, but my number one match of the year, I'm going to give it to another AEW match between Cody and Dustin Rhodes. The storyline, 
the promo at the end. I thought it was great. Their dad would have loved it. And all of us fans loved it. So I, I think that was the best match this year. Uh, English professor, what does your list look like? All right. Uh, match of the year, second runner-up, um, Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey from the Survivor Series. One of the reasons the Survivor Series was one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. These ladies did an awesome job. There was a clean finish at the end with Shayna Baszler showing her dominance. Um, last week, I kind of poo-pooed on TLC and said I'd rather watch the Steelers and Bills. <laughs> I am glad I tuned in to TLC because my first runner-up for match of the year, Charlotte versus Becky, or Char- I'm sorry, Charlotte and Becky versus the Kabuki Warriors <laughs> in the TLC match. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. Um, as soon as you guys are done, I'll wait for the classroom to come to order. <laughs> Chad just threw up. Go ahead. All right. Go to the uh, go to the nurse's office, Chad. Uh, so again listening to Bully Ray's show he hated the booking of the match and I agree he said where was the drama where is trying to climb the ladders where where was it trying to win uh, why are Charlotte and Becky just standing there while one of the Kabuki Warriors hit herself in the face with a chair I, I agree uh, I agree why was there no miss he would have had Charlotte get you know miss spit in the face at the top of the ladder they missed opportunities for drama. But what these ladies did for me, they did new stuff, innovative stuff. Um, Becky got tied to a ladder. Charlotte kind of got like Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman and Robin uh, tied to a chair, but with a stick. Um, they did a thing where they, they took, uh, not Asuka, uh, help me out here. Kyrie Zane. Kyrie Zane. They played cats with Kyrie Zane from one table to another. Um, and she was out. She was out. Bully Ray says like she was out for much of that match. She still kept going. Um, Charlotte deadlifted her to powerbomb her. They beat the living shit out of each other. And that's why I love that match. Even if the story wasn't what it could have been. Could have been five stars. I will still say it was about four to four and a half stars. Wow. Uh, and again, here I am, being the mark that I am, match of the year, Kenny Omega versus John Boxley. It nauseated me, it sickened me, and there was great drama. So that's why I think it was just that much better than the women's tag team match. I'm shocked that you're so heavy. I know you love AE dubs, and we all do sitting at the table. But I'm shocked that you're giving so much props right off the bat. And I know you, you sent me messages that night saying... You were tearing your eyes out. It's unbelievable. You, you just couldn't handle the whole Moxley and Omega thing. So I was shocked that you uh, you went this way. Yeah, it, it was shocking. You know, it, it made me physically ill. And it was a great performance. I'm not going to hate it just because I couldn't handle it. No, I'm not saying you hated it. I'm just shocked that you put it up there so high, you know, with your yeah. your, your poor little stomach. Yeah, thank you. I never was a huge ECW fan, but I felt the violence in this match made sense. Would you think about going back and watching any ECW now because you like this match so much? Not cheese grater shit or light bulb. I would. Okay. All right. Touche. Who did? I would because I like Shane Douglas. I like Bam Bam Bigelow. And a little bit has always uh, been regretful that I never really appreciated what they did for for ECW. New Jack. 
Watch November to remember, 1997. I'm in the second row, given uh, the triple threat sign. Second row, I'm there. All right, I'll watch that this week. It was in Manaka. It was in Manaka. It was awesome. Great. That's the first one you need to watch. All right. Who didn't go besides me? You. I didn't go. Chad. Oh, and I'll say, John, the the Kabuki Warriors, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte match, I... What I didn't like about it is, it's like you said, they missed they miss some opportunities at drama. They were inventive in some things, but I really think the Kabuki Warriors were out of their out of their comfort zone and element. And with Kyrie Sane's injury with that power bomb, and Becky Lynch rolling her under the ring until she got her wits about her, I just. I just thought it was it was a little too much for them. It was a little little out of their element. Great great effort, but it just looked like they were I don't want to say scared to be doing it, but it looked like they were real stiff, real timid, and that's what led to, you know, some of the injuries and when's Kyrie Sane gonna be back? She's been pulled off the shows for the next month now. Yeah, she's on the shelf. And does that mean the tag titles need to be stripped now from them? I mean, uh, that's all. That's not a storyline. Like, she's legit injured. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, match of the year. Runner-up to uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano for the NXT Ooh. title. It was just a showcase of what we would love wrestling to be. There was some shenanigans in there. There was some cheap shots in there, as you would expect. Oh, my God, a heel to do. What? Um, There was (laughs) the wrestling. There wasn't, you know, the first fall wasn't done in 30 seconds because he poked the guy in the eye and rolled him in a cradle or something stupid like that. They made sense. They took it longer. Absolutely loved the match. Um, Number one runner-up. Uh, I'm going back to the Survivor or the uh, War Games. Sorry, not Survivor Series. The NXT Male War Games match again took me back to what it was when it was first. You know, with Dusty and the Horsemen and everything, and who's going to come in and what's going. You know, they just made use of everything. Absolutely loved it. Uh, The number one, and this was for me the second easiest one of the awards that we're doing was Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull at Crockett Cup. It was everything in a match that a pro wrestling fan outside of Kenny Olivier, the young crux in Marco Short or whatever his name is. Um, it's everything that you could, you could want. Um, and I honestly, top five matches of all time that I've ever seen. We said that last week, yeah. Uh, my list is a little bit a little bit different, but a little bit the same. So if you understand that. Uh, my number three is actually a Wardlow against Josh Alexander at IWC. That match was un-freaking-believable. Two big guys doing the shit that they did. I, again, uh, IWC Network, $9.99 a month. Go watch it. It was unbelievable. Number two, the storyline, again, of Cody and Dustin just goes hand-in-hand. That match was awesome, and I have to agree with Chad. Um, Some of the stuff that you're seeing now on NWA 
it was kind of teased already down at the Crockett Cup with uh, Aldis and Marty Skrull. Um That big clothesline, John, that you saw on Camille that happened down down at the Crockett Cup. Now they just rehashed it again. So just kind of like some behind-the-scenes thing there. But, uh, yeah, Chad, Chad pinpointed that everything. Everything you wanted in a match was in that match. So... Uh, one of my favorites. One and two were just holding hands together. I'm telling you that. that the whole Cody Dustin one as well. So, uh, anything else on this subject? Nope. Okay. No. no. I'm going to throw one in that you guys didn't have on the list and you knew this was going to happen. Um, and I only want your top one. All right. Only your top one. Referee of the year because they don't get enough props, but they do so much behind the scenes. So, um, that's a, that's, oh, you caught me off guard here. Uh, as much as we like CJ at IWC, um, I'm going to give it to Aubrey Edwards, uh, you know, the female referee at AEW. Um, good facials. You know, she gets intrigued in the match. I, I love when her and Jericho go at it. Um, she doesn't put up with bullshit. You know, you know, put the explicit on this. I'm sorry, but uh, but yeah, she stood out to me this year. That's for sure. Yeah, Chad. Uh, I'm gonna go nostalgia. Go back down to the Crockett Cup, and of all ones, I'm gonna say Tommy Young. Um, before the match, you know, he wasn't the in-ring referee, but he got in there and he did the spiel. You know, this is NWA. We wrestle everything um, before the match he was doing, which you don't see. Find me a match where you see a referee going, checking the turn, every turnbuckle, seeing how they are, checking the mat, you know, everything, the old school stuff. And then he was involved in kicking yeah. Camille out of ringside, but it was just so cool to see it was done perfect. somebody that as a referee, oh my god, back in the 80s, I hated. Because right. he seemed to be, you know, blind as a bat. Wow. And, you mean Danny Davis. Yeah. But it was just really cool, that the nostalgia effect in him doing what's missing today. John, I know where you're going already. I I know who you're going to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say either uh, Nick Patrick or Tommy Young. No, I'm just being funny. Um... Bobby from IWC? No. Go ahead. Tell me who I'm thinking then. Jennifer Carr. From is she from NXT? Yeah. Yeah. Then that yes. <laughs> I was gonna say the woman from NXT because I don't know her name, but yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I knew. Uh, you have an infatuation with her. I do. <laughs> if I were to have a first runner-up, though, I'd agree with Sue for for all those reasons. I think they're both very similar. Um, that they yeah. They yeah. don't take their eyes off the action. Uh, they're very good at missing things the right way. Like, when a referee's back is turned forever and everybody hears what's going on, that's annoying. But they are so good Bobby. at turning away, yes, for, for just a moment and then missing what they missed. You almost can't fault them. Do you know what I mean? They do a good job of innocently missing something when they're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Bobby's trash. CJ we love because he's CJ, but for everything John and Soup has just said, um, 
And it's it's the Bostic matches. Anytime Bostic is in the ring, CJ is out in left field. Like a train drives by and he's the only one not yeah. hearing it. So I can't give CJ the award. I have to actually <laughs> jump on board with Soup since it's this year. I think Aubrey is uh, far and away uh, one of the best referees out there. Um, I'll tell you who I don't like from AEW. That guy that when he counts, he gets on his tiptoes each fucking time. Sorry, there it is. Um, that you, Bryce Remsburg. Yeah, whoever. I don't know who he is, but is he annoys the piss out of me. Is that the one that broke his leg jumping I think at so. the beginning of it? Yeah, the bald guy. He looks like your brother. He, he broke his leg jumping over the, over them. God damn. I think Marco Stunt might as tall as him too like uh, he's short too well at least uh, he can count his kneecaps down <laughs> right but you know you know what he does like and then he holds it up in the air yeah he's god alright uh, so that's just a, a bonus one how about we do breakout star of the year and you know what I'll actually start on this one I, I will what the hell uh, breakout star of the year, uh, Max the Impaler, uh, the OVW Women's Heavyweight Champion. Max has just been destroying it on the indies. Um, if she doesn't get scooped up for a little bit of a contract by Impact since they're partners, I'd be shocked if she doesn't make her way to AEW's or you know one of the big brands real quick because she's got the look of... Oh, God, uh, the Barbarian, and she moves like Bam Bam. I mean, she, she's a bigger woman, but damn, she can move. Um, breakout star number two, uh, the runner-up is Mandime. Uh, Mandime has just blown up this year. Oh, he's blown all right. <laughs> Mandime has just blown up this year. Uh 2020 is going to do a lot for him. Um, joining Team Big League now in IWC, uh, his yeah. future is bright. Yeah, he might actually win. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, real quick, uh, Dime Peace, if you're listening, hit up my DMs um, on Instagram. I'm at KingSoup222. Um, I'm here for you when you realize that the piece of trash you're with is... Uh, trash before i get the number one um you really are gonna get punched in the face like he <laughs> legit hates you like outright like when we were Just recording like johnny patch i think you know his receding hairline must hate mine and patch's long flowing hair i'm gonna say but uh dime piece wow, wow. it's getting hot and my number one uh breakout star of the year is m j f the guy is white hot, straight lightning, unbelievable, anything you want to say. He's just that damn good right now, um, and he's going to carry AEW for a while. What do you think, John? Uh, so, uh, for the second runner-up, I cannot stand this guy. He's everything I hate about wrestling, but nobody knew his name two months ago. Uh, second runner-up, Humberto Carillo. Guy's been teaming up with uh, Rey Mysterio. He pisses me off. I yeah, don't he like. He pisses me off too. But <laughs> yeah, he, he pisses me off too. But you know what? He's uh, he's made a name for himself in a short amount of time. Uh, first runner-up, I have to go with Andrade. Uh, even though he's been around for a little while, I think he's really broken out this year. I love. Yeah, now that he's sleeping with Flair, of course he's broken out this hey. year. That that doesn't hurt. Doesn't and he's hurt. he's probably going to be breaking out with a lot more things. Oh my god! 
Sorry, go ahead. Vicious. Vicious. Sorry. Uh, I love the three suplexes. I know it's a shout-out to Eddie Guerrero, but during the course of the match, he, you know, he's mocking Eddie. He draws booze. I, I love what he does. Uh, and then the number one breakout star of the year, I'm going with NWA's Thunder Rosa. Um, I know she's probably – she has been around a while. She has been around a while. The NWA, I know, goes back to before the Revolutionary War. and You does. Break out in 1905. I get it. But for a company that's sort of rebooted in the last 11 months, I and maybe some others find ourselves sometimes searching for names or trying to place a face with a name or who's that guy or who is she. From day one, something about her, whether it's her look, her style, her name, I remember who she is. I told you. I told you from day one when I was watching her on some of the Indies matches. I said, you got to see her. you got to see her. You'd think I'd just sit behind this computer and just watch wrestling and don't actually put time in. I, she's unbelievable. She's going to carry that division. As much as you love Allison K, Rosa's going to carry that division for a long time in the NWA. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Chad? Uh, Runner-up number two. You'll notice a theme with all three of these. Uh, Tessa Blanchard. Um, yes, she's been around for a couple of years, but she just seems this year to really have broken out. Unfortunately, being with Impact or whatever it is, Global Impact, yeah, this week. Um, and I think she made Sammy Callahan look a lot better than he is. Uh but I just think that she's, I think she's the best woman's wrestler in in women's wrestling, period. Um, the number one runner-up, this one's going to come out of left field, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. His matches in MLW have really shown that he is more of a complete wrestler a couple years ago, yeah. Then when he, you know, when in WWE he was just kind of a bulky jerk and everything, but he can actually, you know, ground wrestle and do the power things. And he could probably read, unlike Bulk Nasty. Yes, right. yes. And uh, the number one, the breakout, there, there's just no doubt to me, Adam Cole. He has done everything in NXT that there is to do. Uh, North First North American champion, tag team champion, not, you know, the NXT champion. He's faced everybody. Um, and more importantly, he's a, quote, little guy in Vince's big guy world that has done this. And to me, he's just broken away from everybody. That's a great list. Soup. All right, my first uh, or second runner-up is going to be an IWC uh, member, Test Two Baby. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, well, that was boy, that was really breaking out. <laughs> my boy, uh, the American Daredevil, the Super Indie Champion, Johnny Patch, ended 2018 winning the Battle Royal, uh, went in teaming with Glacier, battling with Mandime, winning the Super Indie title, the Coast to Coast in the helm in the cage match. Um, you know, he's making his name go out there. I wish him all the best here in 2020. My first runner-up, I'm going to give it to MJF. Um, even when he would come out and the fans would be cheering for him, he still made you hate him. Um, he's a great heel nowadays. 
And um, now with him and Cody, he's definitely um, going to blow up, I think, for sure. And number one, I'm going to give it to another AEW guy, Darby Allen. Uh, I heard the name at the start of this year, never saw any of his work. Um, he's a little crazy in his own right, too, not just Moxley, not just Janela. He's got some crazy stuff, and uh, his look is unique. Um, you can't go to an AEW show without seeing one person with half their face painted like a skeleton anymore. Um, I think he could be a big star as well. All right, let's uh, rifle over to the... Uh, this one was added late by the English professor. He's like, hey, let's add women's tag team. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, some people sitting next to me at this table named Chad, won't name names, are like, what the are you talking about? So we'll start with the English professor. Um, women's tag team of the year. All right, before I get to the uh, women's tag team, did you guys notice all my breakout stars of the year were Mexican? Not that that matters, not that it has anything to do with anything. I just I didn't plan it that way. It just kind of worked out that way. You're finally giving me props, so I'm happy about that. Finally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, on to the women's tag team of the year. Second runner-up. Oh, oh, the Iconics. Uh, this I, is the only wait a minute this is the only reason why he wanted to have women of the year so he could do their theme songs then that's it i found it out it was it damn it all right go ahead uh, thanks uh that's the only one i'm gonna do i promise no the iconics are very good i think their their tag team title reign wasn't long enough um i think they're great heels Speaking of title reigns not being long enough, Sasha and Bailey are my number one uh, runner-up team. Uh, and then the women's tag team of the year, the Kabuki Warriors. They are great heels. Um, they are very, very good in the ring. They've got great charisma personalities. Uh, I love that they speak Japanese and don't give a rat's ass if anybody understands what they're saying. They sprinkle in just enough English. Their body language is very funny, the way they communicate with each other, the way they were beating up on Becky and Charlotte and kind of mocking them at the same time. I just love everything the Kabuki Warriors do. We'll switch right over to Chad because he's got a list. Uh, not happy about this subject. Oh, and I, I, I give the ladies their props. They're fu there's fine athletes. But this is something that, with the women's tag team being pushed by WWE, by Vince initially, I just don't think it's developed enough. But with that said, number two runner-up is the uh, female NXT team that won at uh, War Games. Or, I'm sorry, yes, at War Games. Uh just thought well put together. They showed that they can hang hang with the guys. Not quite as brutal, which I'm glad that they didn't after the TLC match, but just thought it was overall good. Uh, number one runner-up, uh, Sasha and Bailey. Uh, they were the first WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, not the first WWF Champions. Um, they just they meshed really well. I thought they were two individuals that meshed well. They made sense to have them as the tag team, first tag team champions. Um, and I agree with John. Uh, 
the Kabuki Warriors as the tag women's tag team of the year. Uh, they gel well. They look good. They don't look like two individuals that have no clue what the hell they're doing. Good point. Good point. Sue? All right. So, yeah, second runner-up, Sasha and Bailey. You guys said it all. First champs, you know, best friends, make good partners on screen. I like that. Uh, my first runner-up, I'm going to give it to uh, two women who haven't had a tag match all year. Um, AEW's tag, uh, women's division, excuse me, has been a little weak in my opinion, but I'm intrigued with Awesome Kong and Brandy. Uh, Brandy's the brains. Awesome Kongs of Power. Uh, I want to see how this Nightmare Collection is going to go. It I thought he was going to say uh, Kong was a beauty. <laughs> go ahead. And uh, my, my, my first winners is also the Kabuki Warriors. Same with you guys. You know, I love since they turned heel. Um, they have that whole dark look to them, and they're great on screen together. And I hope that their tag run keeps going. So across the board, we're all having the Kabuki Warriors as tag team of the year. Unless that, that unless won't happen again. No, that won't happen. That's unbelievable. Uh, I couldn't agree with what everything all you guys said. Uh, my second runner-up is actually from WOW. Their tag team champions, um, Havoc and Hazard. No, they're they're the number one contenders. But Havoc and Hazard. They will, we saw them a couple years ago to rise. John, you remember seeing them? Jessica Havoc, the bigger girl, and her. Yeah, yeah. I, part. You love I have them. their autographs. I have my pictures taken with them. I have their autographs. I like them a lot. Yeah. So they're doing big things over in WOW. And then uh, number three is Grits and Glam. OVW's uh, Jesse Bell and Amber O'Neill, you know, two country girls. You know, it's Tracy Smothers' kid. Um, as we're on this subject right now, uh, keep Tracy in your thoughts and prayers as he's battling some health issues right now. So, yeah, uh, Grits and Glam, number three. Moving along, let's uh, roll right into the men's tag team of the year. We'll start with Chad. I think I know where he's going. Uh, number two runner-up. As much as I disliked the team, I got to say the New Day, because they're always in the title picture. Always. And they are good. I just don't like the gimmick. Um, number one runner-up. This this one was hard between this and the winner, but number one runner-up, uh, Fish and O'Reilly, uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. They're just they're just flawless. They're, I I would hate to see somebody, or I don't think there's anybody in the wrestling business today that flows the way these two do together. Um, the number one, again, this is a no-brainer for me, Rock and Roll Express. Nine-time NWA Tag Team Champions. And they're in their 60s. And they're in their 60s, and their matches don't look that bad right for what and they can you know they're out there you know 15 20 minute matches uh they're just the best that there ever was in my book yeah i'm gonna piggyback chad one and two you know uh are exactly the same i have the rock and roll express number one i have the undisputed era number two and my second runner-up is steak and eggs from IWC, uh, 
let me tell you, they are going to take. I'm going to take over that division. I love them. It's about entertainment, John. It's not about wins or losses. It's steak and eggs. I thought you hated these guys. You have not been to IWC in three months. Right. <laughs> Just steak and eggs are great. I, I'm not talking about locked and loaded or the main event or. Oh my god! No, I got confused for a second. I was thinking steaks and weights. Oh no! I would not. No. Oh, okay. You know, I heavy, know, heavy machinery. Is very cool. Yeah, heavy machinery is what you thought. Heavy machinery. I hate. Yes. Yeah, no. I, I oh, hope Bulk. I hope Bulk Nasty hears this and beats your ass at the next match. I like him. I'm saying. Why would he beat my ass? I'm liking him because you like him. Teaming with that freaking human, Xander? human uh, Q-tip or whatever the hell he is. What the hell are you talking about? What Q-tip? Xander. Xander, he's yeah. great. Uh, All right, Soup. Right up there with Charlotte. IWC Rookie of the Year. Yeah. IWC Rookie of the Year, Xander Gabriel. Yeah, I can get behind that. Those are good picks, Mark. Thank you. All right, Soup, what do you got? Uh, I got basically all the same. Second runner-up, I'm giving it to uh, Rock and Roll Express. Pr- Express at their age, doing what they're doing still. Kudos to them. Uh, first runner-up, the New Day. Um, for how long they've been together, they're still marketing cash cow for Vince, um, and they put on some good matches. But yeah, number one, I give it to Undisputed Era. Uh, it doesn't matter which four you have in there, or if you have all four in there. Uh, I think you know. Took all the gold in NXT and just, you know, building and building. We'll see where they go from here. English professor. Uh, two of my picks are the same as Soup's in the same order as well. Uh, second runner-up at the Rock and Roll Express, for all the reasons he said. Uh, first runner-up, nobody here is a fan, but come on, guys. We, we can't ignore these guys. The Young Bucks are my first runner-up. I can. Oh, yeah. We I can, can, I can turn really the goddamn channel right off. I can ignore them. I hate them. And then the tag team of the year, I am with Soup, the Undisputed Era, namely the tag team champions. Those guys, it's the matches they have are great. Again, their their body language is awesome. They, the way they sell pain, the way they sell victory. Um, I think I compared, I can't remember if it was O'Reilly or Fish, to, to Tully Blanchard. And just the way he celebrates after a win is, is so douchey. Um, it's great. Those guys are... are they're the best tag team in the year. All right, so let's roll into the last two awards that we have, Female Wrestler of the Year and then Male Wrestler of the Year. Um, let's start with Soup on this. Uh, for female, I have my second runner-up is Shayna Baszler. Uh, she ran the NXT division for over a year, almost two solid years as champion. And until just lately where she lost to Rhea Ripley, where I hope next year I might be saying she's the woman of the year for 2020. But uh, Shayna, I wish her all the best. Hopefully I'd like to see her eventually go up to the main roster. Uh, you know, unfortunately, eventually you got to bring Ronda into the mix. So, But I think she had a great year by herself, Shayna. Number two, um, the first runner-up, I'm going to give it to Bailey. Uh, the heel turn, the new look, uh, cashing in money in the bank, being a champion. Um, she's looking good. Um, so let's see where she goes for next year. And then number one, I got to give it to the man, Becky. Uh, won the title in the main event at WrestleMania. Has held on to that title ever since. And 
you know, she's cooled off a little bit, but still she's out there putting on good matches and helping run that women's revolution that they call it over in WWE. Who do you have, Chad? Uh, number two runner-up, uh, Bailey. Just like Soup said, uh, the attitude change, the look change, the title, um, having a title, her, this reign actually is meaning something with her. Absolutely love it. Number one uh, runner-up, uh, Becky Lynch. Again, she's kind of take kind of took the women's division in WWE on her back a bit, um, and since WrestleMania, other than the you know we got to give Charlotte her rub type deal, uh, Becky's just beaten everybody. She's had good matches with everybody. Um, the number one female wrestler of the year, Tessa Blanchard. Um, Tessa, to me, is the absolute perfect professional wrestler in that she doesn't need a title to be recognized as being as good as she is. Do you think what she's going through right now with the Brian Cage thing in Impact, um, we talked to a couple people at WrestleCade that just think, you know, the women and the men should completely be separated all the time. And, you know, Brian Cage is huge. All of us have seen him at IWC. He's a huge man. Yeah. Um, to throw in Tessa uh, against him, sometimes the storyline just doesn't look right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have a problem with, you know, women, the women against the men and, you know, mixed matches and, you know, maybe a, a screw-over thing like, what happened in ECW with Bill Alfonso and um, Tommy Fancy. Dreamer's yeah. wife. Uh, I just don't... Th it's just not realistic because somebody Cage's size would absolutely destroy somebody Tessa's size. I, right. I'm i sorry. It, it's just... But, that, that's but actually Tessa... Go ahead. The reason I think that they're doing this is because she is so good at what she does that they're trying to trying to hit new new Levels. limits with the women's wrestling they're trying to push okay she she dominate everybody in impact it's it's oh, just, yeah. it's it goes without saying so let's what if she gets in the into the mail okay she's slapping the hell out of their champion she you know she beat Brian Cage I think they're trying to take advantage of her popularity oh, by far. more than they are the talent with her. Go ahead, John. Uh, let me just add to that. There, there's a way, and we've seen it, that you can make men versus women work in a match and make it look realistic. And the only thing I'll, where I disagree is if you train it all, and you guys are going to laugh at me, and I don't care you train it all in martial arts you go to a dojo you can see a girl a young woman half the size of, of the man she's wrestling twist them like a pretzel um, it does happen it can happen and I think if you work uh, uh, an intergender match like that you guys are laughing I can't believe you guys are no it's no I, it makes sense it saying. makes sense go ahead yeah okay um but that's it. No, there's a way you can make that work 
Um, and, and I'm sure there are, there are talented enough men and women's wrestlers out there that, that can make intergender matches work really well. And we've seen some of them, Mark. You and I have seen uh, some of them live and in living color, as Dusty Rhodes used to say. Nice. All right, and, so go ahead, go ahead. And I'm and I'm not saying, John, that it's not it's not doable, it's not workable. You brought up a perfect example on how to make it work, but what they're doing with her and the way they're doing it, right. it's not it's not I, looking I, right. It's like you know Sky Low Low beating King Kong Dundee. Yes! Great reference. That's about what it feels like, and I and I love Tessa, absolutely love her and adore her in her work. I do too. But it's just, I don't think this is going to be bad for her because people are going to look at okay, look at the management here, what they were trying to do. They're just trying to take their cash cow and take it as far as they can. But I want to see Tessa get out of impact. Impact. Preferably, I'd love her to go to AEW. Um, I really don't want to see her in WWE because I don't want I don't want her to fall like every other star that comes to WWE. Mostly, I'd say ninety eight percent of them to where Vince shits on them and just doesn't allow them to be what they can be. And yeah, Tessa could be the spark that the AEW you women's roster needs. Her and Britt have great matches. Let me just say that. Her and Britt have some great yes. matches. All right, John, go ahead with your list. Second runner-up of the year, female wrestler of the year, uh, Asuka. Even though I include her in the tag team division, I think she's that good. She deserves her own spot in the singles division. Uh, number one, Shayna Baszler, for the reasons that Soup said, but let me add, that in a day and age where we're constantly reminded that what we're watching is entertainment and it's not real and let's constantly break the fourth wall and this wrestler fixes cars and that wrestler's got a PhD I still don't know what to make of her. She seems like a terrible person to me. I believe everything I see about her. I don't know what else she does. I don't know what else she does. She just is a badass woman who hurts people. She's very, very believable. Um, and then the female wrestler of the year, I kind of agree with Chad, only I didn't pick a Blanchard. I picked a Flair. Of course. Woo! Charlotte is female wrestler of the year. Of course. I saw that I saw that I saw that coming a mile away. Alright. So my three, I've kind of taken it a different way uh, of what's going on and you're probably gonna go nuts, but uh if you say Nyla Rose. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Um Ray Lynn is my second runner-up. Legit for what she's been doing for WOW. She's just getting back from China. She's been two stints to Japan. She's just out there really selling herself. And she's improved so much over the last few years. And I give her her props. I, I think it's, it's unbelievable what she does. So, uh, and she's local, so I always want to keep somebody local. Um, number two, go ahead, Soup. You want to say something? I was gonna say she has Calvin to help her look great. You know, get her uh, mainstream exposure. So. Right. My number two is Bailey. Uh, just for everything you guys have said, the heel turn, just needing that little extra spice when she killed the huggable inflatables. That was awesome. Um, and number one, I. 
I, I didn't... The man dime? No. The dime piece, I mean? The dime piece, no. Um, man dime was right. I, I didn't want to go with anybody on the top. Uh, Becky, because she has cooled off. Tessa, because all the reasons why we said, I think Flair is pushed down your throat. So, I agree. Shayna Baszler, she carried that NXT division, and it just blew up from there. Um, I, I believe Shayna Baszler, Baszler more than I believe uh, Rhea Ripley, now that she's a champ. I think she's going to be pushed, and I'm going to hate her. Shayna wasn't pushed. She earned her respect, you know, air quotes, and she just That's a good point. beat people up. Ripley's already pushed in her face, and it was from the War Games match I started to hate Ripley. So, no, nothing? Good? We're good? That's a good no, point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It was a great pick. I think we all, I think all four of us agreed, maybe at least three of us did about Shayna Baszler. Yeah. She is awesome, man. And I just want to reiterate what I said. Like, I don't know what to make of her. She just looks like a terrible person that enjoys hurting people. She's right. Very believable. All right. So we're here. We're to the final award of the year. It's the male wrestler of the year. I bet I could guess some of them, but we're just going to go from that. Um, this is big, you know, this is, who has carried this torch for wrestling for the year? And let's start with Chad. Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> uh, runner up number two. Um, this, this was hard for me because uh, I'm diehard AJ Styles fan. And I bumped AJ from this list after thinking about it for this person. Chris Jericho. I mean, my God, at his age, taking, you know, having the AEW put on, title put on him, running the matches that he has, the storylines, you know, he's, I dare say he's better than he's ever been in his career with his mic work and storyline. Okay, yeah, is he getting a little bit, you know, little bit big around the midsection, but oh my god, thick. come on now, thick, thick, thick. Um, but Chris Jericho, uh, number two runner-up. Number one runner-up, Nick Aldis. Um, if it wasn't for him, I don't think the NWA would be anything more than they were five, six years ago as somebody just putting the name on top of a card and saying, here's the NWA champ. Aldis is the real deal and this is something that somebody missed Dixie Carter and she all those other things all those other jokes that were with TNA missed with him he is a legitimate big guy that can do all your big guy moves but he can wrestle and that's the name of the game for NWA it is it is that's a great point um and this one I'm partial He's my favorite wrestler, uh, Adam Cole. There's just nobody better in the game. He can make anybody look good. He can have a great match, whether it's with your, you know, big guy or a technical wrestler. Inaugural NXT North American champion. NXT tag champion. NXT champion now. Beating everybody that there is to beat. And, I mean, his promos. Right. You know, I'll put him up there, honestly, with Flair 
in Flair and Dusty's heyday for promos with Adam Cole. Nice. Soup, go ahead. All right, my uh, second runner-up, I'm a homer here. I'm going to give it to Wardlow. Uh, He ran IWC to start 2019. Him and Alexander had wars for three, four months. Um, And then he goes out and he gets signed by AEW to end the year, and now he's with a hot star in MJF. Um, Great year for him. I wish him all the best here in the future. My first runner-up, I'm going to give it to Kofi Kingston. Um, Great performer. Finally got his due after 11 years. I still think it was a good story, good feel-good story. And it's a shame how the title got taken off of him, and he hasn't been in that picture since. So maybe one day they'll go back to that. Um, But still, I thought he had a great summer into the fall until Lesnar took the belt off of him. And then number one, I'm going to give it to the best in the world, Shane McMahon. No, I'm just just kidding. Uh, Chris Jericho. I'm going to give it to Jericho. Um, At his age, how long he's been on TV, everybody knows him. Um, To do a new stick, to reinvent himself, to be the youngest AEW champion in the history of AEW, which is crazy to say, Uh, I give it to him. What a great year. Hey, Soup, I got a question for you. On your uh, pick with Kofi Kingston, do you think, and I, I agree, I think he, I'll just be nice, he got screwed over for that asshole Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, we know that Vince McMahon has a hard-on for Lesnar's wife and everything. But around the time, uh, a little bit before Kofi lost his title, Vince came out and said, we're doing away with the time-honored tradition of rematches and then Kofi loses his title shortly after that do you think that was in play so people couldn't bitch about hey Kofi deserves a rematch need to give him a rematch and that was Vince's way of saying okay we're done with the you know happy reign the feel good moment without a doubt I think it is yeah that's a good yeah, I agree. I think that was a good point, you know, just to get it off Vince's ass, kind of. Um, but, yeah, like like I said, it was a shame how it all happened. All right, John, go ahead. All right, a couple of my picks are similar to Soup's. Second runner-up, I have Chris Jericho for all those same reasons. The guy can still go at his age, still has great promos. Um, first runner-up, I'm going to keep it local as well, only I'm going with Dylan Bostic. Um, he had very good matches. He can wrestle anybody. He can just work with anybody. Uh, great technical wrestler. Cheats the right way. A lot, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and then for me, the wrestler of the year, he had a great title run when you don't really see six, seven, eight-month runs anymore. So I have to go with Kofi Kingston. It was a feel-good story. He wrestled a great match to win it. It sucks how they took the belt off of him, but I think uh, – uh, he probably had the best year of anybody out there. My three are have been said over and over. Um, all one A, B, and C. Um, Adam Cole's my number three. Aldis is my number two. No disrespect to Jericho, but without Cody creating and bringing us AEW. It's Cody that is having the best year. So you're right on that. That I'll give you that. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Boom. So, all right. We have uh, a couple more minutes. We just went over our awards. Uh, quick. Quick. What do you guys... Let's do some predictions for 2020. Chad, go first. Oh, uh, I think the Rock and Roll Express is going to get destroyed by... What's those two big... The Dawsons? The Dawsons. Um, I think Brock, unfortunately, is going to hold that title till probably SummerSlam Survivor Series. And well, that make that a great Survivor Series. I am hoping and praying that Tessa goes to AEW. I like three. There we go. We have three. Let's go with Stoops three. Um, I want to see I want to see big things out of Keith Lee. I think eventually he might be the guy to take the belt off Cole. Um, I think Jericho is going to drop the title in 2020. And, no shit. And, uh, <laughs> Who's he going to drop it to? Come on, Nyla Rose. What? Marco Stun, I don't know anybody. If that if that happens, you are getting shot. Wow! Uh, <laughs> wow we're gonna suspend it. All right, go ahead. I could I could see MJF getting a title reign, possibly here, um, and then somehow Cody getting involved, somehow earning another title shot, even though everybody says he can't get a shot. Um, I think those two for a title shot would be a great pay per view main event, and then I'll say number three. Um, I think NXT is still going to be the best WWE brand uh, going forward. Yours were all PC. Get out of here. Go ahead, John. All right, I've got some bold ones. I think um, Charlotte and Becky won the tag team championship at some point in 2020. Uh, I think Wardlow finally has enough of MJF at some point during 2020. MJF either, I mentioned this to you, Mark. Um, says the wrong thing or, or takes some liberties in handling him, hits him or something, and Wardlow destroys him. And I think Nick Aldis runs the table through 2020. One year from now, he will still be NWA World Heavyweight Champion. This is awesome because we had not planned this. I think the person going to take the title from Nick Aldis in 2020 is Eli Drake. And I think it's going to be about halfway through the year as he builds up big time. Um, Drake is is just so over in NWA right now. So, uh, thanks. That that was great to come back from that. Um, Crockett Cup winners is one thing I'm going to predict. It's too much of a feel good story as they have their ninth tag team championship and they've never won the Crockett Cup. But I think this is the year the Rock and Roll Express wins the Crockett Cup. I think they retire winning at the Crockett, Crockett Cup. Cup. Yeah. And okay. And then I don't know. Um the one that I've been saying for weeks now, uh, I think you see Cody join the Nightmare collection here real soon because it's called Nightmare for a reason and he's the American Nightmare. So all that being said, guys, what a great year. Don't you think? Nobody says anything. Nobody talks. Abs absolutely. This has been probably the most exciting year for wrestling, a real wrestling fan, in probably 10, 15 years or more. 30, bro. 
Yeah. No, that that's not an overstatement at all. Yeah, 10 or 15 years for sure. There's finally some reasonable competition out there. There's some options that have been very good. So, yeah, I would say it's been the best year in a long, long time. Yeah, you guys are the right age where you guys grew up watching the territories with so many different options where I am a little younger, where my whole life has mostly just been ran by WWE. It is great to see all these different options, whether it's your locals like IWC and then AEW coming on mainstream in the whole world and then still NXT making WWE kind of fresh still. After all these years, it, it is a great year for wrestling, that's for sure. Guys, thank you for joining us today here on Can Crushers. Thanks for uh, a great year. So much more to come with Can Crusher Nation in 2020. Some new beginnings uh, right around the corner. I'm excited for that. And some new other stuff later on in the year that we're not going to have spoilers on. But uh, just keep watching. We're growing and we're excited. And without you guys... Um, I, I couldn't have all this because this is just a this is a family, you know. Can't crush your nation is great, so happy holidays and remember, John. Just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can. It's a gar- not a garbage. Not can. a garbage cannot. No, not a garbage cannot. Duh. So, duh. All right, bye guys. Happy Christmas. Keep a lookout for your W-2s. Uh, January's coming. So W-2s, file your taxes, put your money into wrestling. Thank you. Hey, and let me give out one good one thing to you guys. Uh, Scott Teal, Crowbar Press, you want to look into the older wrestling at a good alternative that, to the WWE Network? You're talking $5 for DVDs that have anywhere between 8 and 15 hours of our 80s wrestling and such autumn. I got my first shipment in. It, it's freaking awesome. I thought you were going to say you got your first shit in in a while, but you actually said shipment, so. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>